survive after a big three points last night from DC United. We are tried and true, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. Um, I am Sam Kasner, joined by with Joshua Morgan. Sorry, it has been a shambolic morning today as we cobble this show together. Uh, by and with are, are, are both true, so I'll, I'll take it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I, I had a lot of feelings going into this game, and so I'm super happy to sit down with you and, and talk to you about it. And hopefully... Some of you guys are, are have woken up and uh, <laughs> joined us this morning. We know it's a little bit different than our normal thing, but John has asked me to brand this the morning after show. It's it's still technically post game though. Right? It is post game. <laughs> yeah, we're after the game, right? We're, we're bringing our after the game thoughts, so we can remain on brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. But yeah, speaking of like the the mixed thoughts and and ooh, on brand, DC United kind of slumping. <laughs> Uh, going into an international break, uh, and, and man, they were on a, a real high about a couple, like I guess over a month now. It felt like things were moving in the right direction, or, or not even moving in the right direction because you know, granted, playoffs weren't even on the table for a lot of a lot of us, Sam excluded. But <laughs> but we found ourselves in the playoff spot, and, and we were feeling really good. And then what three losses in a yeah. row? Uh, not very. But still in a playoff spot, right? We ended last. <laughs> game in the playoff spot. I mean, we, we won today. We're still in that spot. So oh, spoilers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, three losses in a row and it wasn't feeling good. But yeah, it's, that's a loss for you. You can lose three in a row and still hold on to the same position because I think we were seventh before the three yeah. losses and now we're, we're still seventh before. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I was very conflicted about this game. I, I, it's before an international break, so I didn't want to like press people or players that maybe need a little bit more time to get healthy, but you, you don't want to go into a break with four straight losses. Or, and that would have been tough. But so it was a balance to like, do we care about this game from the point of like, the, we need it for the morale, we need the upswing, we need to kind of get back into form as we finished the last part of the season. Where we were like, just forget it, scrap it, let's, let's get into the break, get right, and then, you know, crush that last part. Yeah, I mean, if, if you've listened to the show before, you know I'm all about momentum and I'm all about those like good vibes really bringing you through. So uh, my mentality, and I also think Lasada's mentality is not to roll over and just look at this game as a loss and we'll figure it out after the break. You know, I think he tries to win every game, right? He's talked about that a lot. So I think that was the mentality going into last night. And you could see that with our pressing and the substitutions that were made. Um, and I'm ecstatic that it happened for us. And um, it was a packed... Audi Field, um, so great. And it's funny, you know, it's this international break everyone's talking about, but it's really just a week because of the crazy way that um, the games, the qualifying games have kind of been spaced out. Um, it's really just, we're missing next weekend and then we're back at it. But I think the mentality around having a break right now, um, you know, some players got called up, you know, some players are going to be able to really get that rest in and uh, reset for the second part of the season. I guess we're in the second part of the season, but reset for that fall part of the season. Yeah. And uh, before we get too far in the show, we, we want to shout out United Night Out, which was another great success. Jim does so much work and there were so many other people behind the scenes. Uh, I heard some crazy stuff about 3M painting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that beautiful, massive TIFO that I, I was fortunate enough to be, you know, asked to help lift up. It, it, shout out to the supporter section. Yeah, shouts to, sorry, Nicole, who the, um, really led the charge for that TIFO. You're right. So many hands went into it. And I, I want to specifically say from every supporter group, right? Like yeah. everyone came together to make that TIFO. It was beautiful. Um, but specifically shouts to Nicole. Yeah. She, she, she put her 
blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> into that one. It was a bait for yeah. sure, and, and <laughs> not just not just supporters group, but uh, a, a listener here on Tried and True Angus was out there, and yeah. he was there painting too. Yeah, but yeah, it, great great job by those guys, uh, especially, and then the supporter section for getting out, getting right. I thought it looked great. Um, yeah. And then just, you're, you're right, generally, congrats to Jim. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, also, as you noted right now, is he, uh, it's his baby. I want to say this is his eighth or ninth year doing it. Um, it's It's been a, a, a while, and he, you know, really created it from nothing. And now it's something that, you know, DC United stood behind. You know, the flags were pride colors. All the graphics had, um, like, the pride and trans colors in them. So um, just shouts to him. I know he had a section. Um, he had... Um, donated tickets for LGBTQ youth. You know, it was just a really, a really great night and um, super exciting that, you know, we got that win. I loved seeing all the rainbow around the stadium. Um, but you're right, definitely we would be remiss to not mention that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll transition it because we saw the players also represent uh, uh, Chris Seitz, who we'll get to later a little <laughs> bit more, showed up in like a Be a Good Person rainbow shirt. That was really cool. And I know another, a bunch of other players supported it, but I was in there kind of setting up the TiVo, doing a practice run, and, and saw Donovan Pines and Paul Ariola and uh, Nigel Robertha warming up, and we were speculating, oh, it's Bill not out there because but because he's playing or whatever, and it turns out he had COVID, uh, so he's, he's vaccinated and asymptomatic, but we're just being safe. Uh, so maybe he's back after this break, and, and yeah, maybe those those other guys, Pines and Ariola, not called up into this, this men's national team, which is probably fair and probably good for them because they both have been injured uh, and, and need some time, but it looks like they were close from my little sneak preview uh, <laughs> before the game. But uh, it turned out starting lineup came out and we were disappointed because Bill was not back. And like I said, the, the COVID thing, it's, it's crazy. Y'all get vaccinated. Let's finally end this. But, yeah, we're uh, nice. yeah. But uh, Kippen starts again. Uh, and I know a lot of heads drop when we saw that it's, it's been baffling. I know I, I saw on Twitter a few people tweeted at him. Uh, I think Don, uh, he's a DU member, was tweeted about, and a couple other guys. He apparently Kevin liked all the, the disparaging remarks about him starting. Oh wow! <laughs> and then he, he went on to have uh, a decent game. But yeah, uh, Kevin Nahar, Vermont, Alfaro, Paredes, Gressel, Moreno, Canals, Flores, Reina, Kamara. I think, save for Kevin, uh, uh, one of our. This is like the average squad that we put out, one of yeah. our better squads. Uh, yeah, it's a decent lineup. Interesting. Alfaro, when Brillant was available, we saw that stuff later. But I thought this was a pretty good team uh, so far. And then they went on the field and they kind of showed that they were. Yeah, heck yeah. It was it was a great performance last night. Um, that's hilarious. I convinced did that. Um, I mean, he, we, we got the win. I think there were still a few shaky moments. Oh, also, every moment. A few. I mean, <laughs> you know, he made some saves. <laughs> He made some saves, and I don't think, oh man, let's not dive too deep on, on, on Kimpin before, but we have to because that's on, what's on everyone's mind. Is I, I, I don't think he was awful. I, 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 I like the guy. I think he was good at, at holding onto the ball when he gets it. He never like blunders it around, but it's the command of the area that, yeah. oh, absolutely. that he, he doesn't have, and Andre Blake did, and Andre Blake made me miss Bill Hamid so much, and, and well, we got to get this on our little cue thing. Michael Black saying Bill Hamid is usually good for yeah. one or two games. because <laughs> we've mentioned it every time since he's it, done it. It's so true. It's such a good <laughs> saying because Andre Blake is, is also on that level. He's, I think, if you switch it around and, and Bill Hamid was Jamaican, Bill Hamid would be the starter for the Jamaican national team. And they, they're very comparable in their, their shot saving ability. 
but yeah, Andre Blake was good for two in this game, and it made us yeah. really miss Bill and the way he commanded this area. Um, but, but yeah, Kiffin, not bad. He gets You're a win, right. and that's what matters. Right. I saw everyone running up to him, high-fiving and, and slapping hands. It's about the team mentality, yeah. You, you, it's interesting, right? You wonder what's happening in practice and what um, is happening with the team that he uh, continues getting these starts. Um, but we'll see. You're right. I think it's it's kind of a no-brainer that Bill is going to slot back in um, whenever he's healthy, we would assume. Um, so hopefully, you know, he can um, take take the break, rest, hopefully remain asymptomatic, um, get healthy, test negative, and then uh, start across in Jersey. But um, we do have – we can transition from the, the goalie. <laughs> um, and we have a comment here from James saying, um, certainly nice to start three – uh, goal dangerous players up top in Kamara, Reina, and Flores. So, what did what did you think of their performance last night? Yeah, I, I, for some reason, I found myself stand, standing next to James for most games. So it feels <laughs> feels cheating to, because we, we talk about stuff and I, I enjoy our conversations. But yeah, it, it's it's I, we, we said this in the stands. It's probably the first time since heck I can remember. Like remember those days where it was just like Chris Rolf and like. Fabian Espindola on one leg, like that was our, <laughs> those were our only attacking options. Zero at one point, could never remain on side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but but yeah, these are three somewhat competent strikers as far as MLS. They're, they're very competent in what they do. But <laughs> in comparison to the other forwards across the league, Flores, Reina, Kamara, especially those last two, Reina and Kamara are just on fire right now. And, and I was so impressed with Reina yesterday. Uh, his creativity and, and his movement, and he's always like, he, I think he makes someone in the first 15 minutes and he's beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did on the this like weird set piece play that they did from the corner. He makes, gets the ball to Julian, and Julian was on sides, but that ball ended up in the goal, and we all were throwing beer and not happy because it was called <laughs> offside, but, but you know, three goals followed it. But yeah, it, it, it's very interesting, and it's, it's kind of weird to see. I was trying to follow it, it, it looked like we were in a I would love doing this. Uh, three, four, <laughs> one, two, uh, with with Reina and Kamara. Kamara was hustling last night, able to get wide, um, and he continues his goal scoring. As soon as the foul that happened in the box for the PK that he gets to, to equalize, uh, he was standing on the spot. The, yeah, the ref, was. ref was over at the monitor, still hadn't decided. Kamara. Was. I don't think he was at even the monitor yet, but Kamara was at the spot, like stomping it in, like taking a couple strides back. Uh, the mind games were on. Uh, it's just confidence from yeah. him, and I, I don't think he was there to lock off other teammates because I think he's the default. I mean, yeah, we got a wood table here <laughs> knocking on him. He's done remarkably well at, at PKs this year. Reminds me of those, speaking of Chris Roll, the, <laughs> yeah. the PK travesties we had that season. None of that so far. Kamara was there. And yeah, I think it was more against, to get in the Phillies people mind. Like, I got this. Yeah. That, I'm not even going to wait for the VR decision. I got this. And then, yeah, Reyna. So dynamic, and his little goal, which I got to watch back, and because all I saw was a flailing body. I think he gets it like with the back of his heel, <laughs> or, or like a side scissor kick kind of thing. It was good, and that comes off of a really hard shot from Kamara, that as great as Andre Blake is, and I just went on a spiel about he, he couldn't handle it, and so it goes bounces right in front of goal, and that that is like. Man, and I don't know if MLS counts as an assist. I know some leagues do and some don't, but I think it should because MLS it, switches it off, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Camaro, the absolute rocket that that you know winds up and then Reyna was in form and, and feeling himself and, and tried something a little fancy or a little bit athletic and it comes off and it's such a good goal. And then yeah, Flores, uh, <laughs> it's tough because he, I don't know. 
I, I don't want to be too critical because the price tag is not fair to him and he didn't ask to be, you know, transferred in for that much, but there's a lot of pressure, but he was creative and, and a little bit dynamic and maybe not everything we've been hoping for, but and, uh, certainly not bad. I think that, I mean, there's still the opportunity. I mean, you're right for everything you said about um, Kamara and Reyna. First of all, I've been super critical of our um, front line. <laughs> And I think rightfully so, right? We weren't scoring, but um, it's great to see. Hopefully they are kind of finding their stride a little bit and we're all starting to jive. Um, with Flores, I mean, he was injured for so much, right? So he's he's still, I think we can give him a little bit of slack in this new system, right? With this new coach. It was a fresh new page for everybody. Um, and then he got injured and couldn't really figure it out with the team. So um, he's back now and I think we can give him a little bit more. Um, I mean, he was looking pretty good before he got injured, right? So hopefully he can just uh, get back into that. He's looking better, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, I'll go along with that. And, and I tweeted out last night that Reyna wasn't always good, right? Reyna, yeah. we, we, we weren't sure about Reyna. We were a little bit worried about this, that's cap hit. But, you know, it, the last month or two, this, this has been a completely different player since the Columbus game away where we just absolutely wrecked them. Uh, he, he's been in great form and, and I, I'm interested to see, I'll, I'll probably have to go back and watch to see if there's a different, uh, formation thing or a tweak in his game and whether he has more, more freedom, but he, he's definitely been on fire. And yeah, I, I mean, it, that, the same thing could happen for Flores, right? He, he could just, just find form, uh, maybe a tactical adjustment frees him up and he, he's a little bit more creative, but, uh, of the two players, Flores and Reyna, I, I would argue that. Reyna looked a little bit more like a DP last night than, than Flores, and, and that's okay. And you know, like I said, we can have patience because it, it could switch over. I, I think he has the talent. He's got the, the pedigree. Uh, we're just waiting on it. Uh, yeah, and but, you know, it was nice to have those three starters and then a really dangerous sub. Come on, right? Yeah. We're not used to, <laughs> we're not used to that. Uh, yeah, and, and speaking of, of Flores, Reyna, and Kamara, that's a, that's a good front three, right? But we have Paul Ariel and Wings, and I'm sure he'll – He's not going to come back and sit on the bench. He, he's going to be involved, and it'll be interesting to see what Lasada does because, uh, you know, money-wise, I'd probably move either Reyna or Kamara out of that. But you're not moving those guys out right now. They're scoring every every other game or or, or so, uh, and for Kamara, it's like every you know seventy-four minutes or something like that. So it'll be interesting. Uh, it's a, it's a great thing to have that kind of problem, right? Uh, with you know. Flores and, and Reyna Kamara and, and hopefully Paul back in, in fitness uh, could lead to some dynamic options here in the, in the final stretch. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's, it's really fun watching the team. You know, they, I think they've really figured out the system and we saw that in um, some of the movements of the players yesterday. Um, Joshua and I were talking about on the little bit more defensive side, but we, when we were watching Julian Gressel get up the field, it was um, Russell Knaus who was shifting over to the right for him, and he did it several times. Um, so I think that that kind of just shows us that it's it's in the players now, right? Like they, they understand the system and they understand the movements, and now we can get to some of the more complex, like when you make this run, you shift back this way and the whole team kind of adjusts. But they, they're starting to learn those triggers, um, which is really exciting to see. Yeah, and... There's, I, I think a lot of that has to do, especially with Canal shifting over the cover for Gressel, it's, it's, uh, Nahar is just too good to be covering on defense. And uh, congratulations to him for his 100th DC United appearance last night. He, they came over to the section, did their cheers, and then, you know, Reyna, or sorry, not Reyna, Nahar was walking back and uh, he was handed a, a white jersey with yeah. 100 on the back. I'm skeptical of the white one, but. <laughs> 
Uh, it's great to see Nahar come back and, you know, Lowry and Micro a couple times about this, but he, he's been fantastic. And yeah, I think, I think that's probably why we see Canal shifting over to cover on defense because Nahar was completely, he's always a problem. No one, I don't know why people in MLS still try to mark him 1v1 because he just absolutely destroys them every time. And there was this cool graphic that I saw Adam Taylor screenshot and it was basically, it's the, you know, the heat map average position kind of thing. And. Uh, it showed DC United were basically playing like a, a like a two four three or something like yeah. that, like two four three, yeah, uh, yeah, You're or, or something. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm missing a lot. It's, <laughs> it was a two three five uh, because the the wing backs were so high yeah. and, and the front three was so forward with them, and then it was just like. <laughs> Uh, Nahar stepping into midfield, Marino Canals holding it, and then the two other center backs are like <laughs> the only people in defense. And it was that for the game. We were dominating and pressing, and we felt comfortable for a while. And it felt like a dominant, and then we give up a goal. And, and then this, this highlight reel comes back. Orlando uh, was a tough one at home. Uh, there was a couple of Philly, I think, did it to us once this season where they just grab a goal and, and they sit. But um, that wasn't the end of the night. Uh, thankfully, the, the team showed some resilience and some strength to break them out, and, and they were creating chances, a bunch of uh, opportunities in boxing that it leads to that PK that, that we deserve. And I think that was massive for the game. I think going in at 1-1 one, one and a half, it forces, forced Philadelphia Union to not, I mean, they probably would have been happy with the point, but they would, wouldn't be able to bunker completely, right? Uh, and then that kind of changes the game, allows us to open them up and, and continue to press and, and like crazy. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think moving forward? I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about the game last night? I think it was just it was just fun to watch. Um, we covered it uh, pretty comprehensively, I think. Unfortunately, we don't have the uh, press conference available. There was a little bit of a mix-up um, in receiving it. Um, so we're, we're, we're trying to get that for you. Hopefully we can add it to the end, the back end of the podcast that we release. Um, I know we love bringing those to you. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll, we'll try our best for this game. Um, but is there anything else you want to add? Not having heard that before we kind of look ahead a little bit. Yeah. I, I just want to, uh, it's child Abia who came on and did great. He was, uh, Kevin Heath, right? No. That's a different player. Yep. <laughs> uh, Heath, Adrian Heath, uh, Minnesota United coach. Sorry, too many Heaths in soccer, I guess. Adrian Heath uh, didn't like him. They, they spent a lot of money to get him in on loan from Boca and then essentially just waived him and allowed us to pick up a, a percentage of the salary. Uh, and he he's 31 years old. He's not going to run a bunch, but he, he's good at scoring goals. He did it uh, for Boca and... and didn't do it too, too much for Minnesota, but I think that was a stylistic thing. He was being asked to be a, you know, more than, than, than what he could have been. And maybe the, the coach wasn't behind him because of the work rate stuff, but he's been absolutely fantastic for us coming on late in the game. And that's, that's such a, uh, a Casper move, right? Finding this guy within the league kind of, but he's kind <laughs> of like a, a long shot, uh, but we didn't need him to be Ola Kamara, right? I, I, I don't see him. He might start a game, but I don't think he's a 90-minute player for DC United ever. But it's so fun to have a 15-minute guy. You mentioned guys coming off the, the bench and being attacking and being dangerous. He's done that so far, and his goal was so good. I, I think 
no one in the stadium thought he was onside on his goal. The left back was too far back. Like watching a replay, you can see, oh yeah, he, he was on. Yeah. But everyone just like relaxes, even Avia. <laughs> and then he does like a little turn, beats his defender outside of the foot, just, just seal the win. We needed that third goal because we all have flashbacks of the DC United blowing stuff late. But yeah, it, it was so good. I just wanted to shout him before we moved on. With Absolutely. Him. Yeah, I saw a lot of banter on Twitter <laughs> at Minnesota about um, letting him go for... I mean, nothing, yeah, and letting us pick him up. Um, and he's he's been uh, a real asset for us, right? A very Casper find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so kind of moving on, we do have this little baby break. Uh, what do you expect the team to do, or what would you like for the team? How would you like the team to utilize this time? I'd like them to get healthy. Uh, Donovan Pines, oh man, it's kind of tough because there, there's going to be controversy because uh, I, I mentioned earlier, Briant, who is a stalwart for the team, I, we were saying three years ago he might be too old. Then he had a great season. And then <laughs> you're like, all right, that was a great season, but you're like 31 now, 32. And, and he still was confident and good for a mostly bad team. And then the beginning of the season, we were like, dude, you're a dinosaur. No offense, you're awesome, but you're a dinosaur, and, and he's still been good. At, uh, but Tony Alfaro, who's come in, had some shaky moments, had some really good moments, I think, um, but more shaky moments than great moments. Uh, he played great or good again last night, and, and so uh, that's a, just another Casper move. And you guys, if you were listening beginning of the season, I was calling for his head for draft decisions and, and all this, and I'm tired of the same old, same old. But it, this just this seems like another great move. So uh, Alfaro, uh, Donovan Pines, hopefully back and healthy. Briant, not ready to retire yet. <laughs> Birnbaum's back and, and leading DC United again, which feels and, great. And um, he, I want to say, is fifth for most DC United appearances after last night. I think I saw it, it was seventh or sixth. Seventh, okay. And he's like a few games away from, from Bobby, Bobby. Yep. Yeah, Bobby, which would be a little bit poetic. I wonder if Bobby will, will come in for that oh, game. Oh, that would be, yeah. Uh, I hope so. We'll, we'll have to tweet at him and, and make sure that happens. <laughs> or, or give drop a line to DC United. Back to the apartment as a guest host for the pod. <laughs> hey, he, he did the Lost Players Association podcast, or he might still be doing it. He, yeah. He's pretty good on there. So he he, was, yeah. I don't know if we're ready for that kind of professionalism. <laughs> You know, that's what you think of when you think Bobby Basso. Uh, but yeah, so the active players, so that, speaking of other, uh, Andy Naharis, no, like he's got to be sharpie then at the right center back. So I want them to get healthy. Uh, and I kind of mentioned Paul's whole situation. I want them to get healthy, but then I, I don't know what's going to happen when they get healthy because we have a good squad. Like this yeah. team, this team won. And maybe, maybe some of the losses, I mean, I don't want to chalk up all three losses to one guy, but uh, Bill is definitely going to be an improvement. And yeah, maybe, maybe we, win more games with a little bit more talent, but it's, it's going to be tough to decide who is better. So yes, health, and then figure out who the best team is. Good luck. It's, not a, it's a good problem to have. Again. It is, yeah. And I mean, it's you're right. Health is first and foremost. Um, remind me, do you remember Heinz Eich's situation? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was no. also playing so well at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he, he like broke something in his hip. I don't think we see him again this year. He also just had a kid. Congrats. Um, yeah. Uh, Heinz Eich, but uh, yeah, a hip abductor, I think, um, or maybe that's Roberta, but uh, it's not looking unlikely for him for the rest of the season. Right. I, mean, I, I just think that would also be such an improvement yeah, no, in absolutely. he's yeah. playing so well. What are you looking for in this off in this um, little break? I mean, I think a lot of what you said, and I think just um, continuing kind of to mesh as a team and to learn those finer points. Um, I, I, I mean, 
um, Lasada will say over and over, right, I'm not promising you playoffs this season. We're still figuring it out. Um, we've talked at length about why that might be. But I do think that we can make a really strong push this fall. You know, we're in seventh now. I think we have a three-point gap um, between eighth, which is Columbus. Um, so I really think that we have the ability to kind of go on a streak and, you know, grab some points. Um, hopefully, you know, hang on to a couple points on the road a little bit better than we have been this season. Um, but I think that we can get there and, you know, just also like taking a breath and like just allowing the team to really um, jive and celebrate the accomplishments that this season has been because it has been an accomplishment, right? And I've seen it um, just in the way that fans are talking about DC United right now. You know, everyone was super you know, pessimistic about the team and our chances, which is probably fair, right? Because we had just dealt with a decade second, of... Second to last finish. Yeah, the not a lot of great opportunity to win any trophies. Um, but it, it's really turned around, you know, that's, you know, the Lasada merch and everyone's really behind him and everyone's really behind these players um, who, you know, were questionable at best coming into the season. Um, I think it's just a really great feel to be a DC United fan right now. So I hope that the team really embraces that, sits with it, and then comes out of the gates blazing. I, I think that's it's great. And I kind of want to transition to that because we, we do have a Red Bull game coming up in September, on September 11th. And Red Bull, probably a bunch of people were telling us we needed to get tickets to that. We probably will get peer pressured into it and, and see <laughs> you guys up in Jersey. My least favorite road trip, uh, not because we hate them. Um, but also well, maybe a little bit, but also it's just a terrible city, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, New York city is fine. Ish. Uh, Jersey is foster. Um, so, but uh, we'll go and it's always great with friends, but since we, we can kind of not put a, both our focus, all our focus on that, uh, maybe we can step back and, and talk about the expectations, do an update on that. Cause it, it's weird. We are mostly way through the season. I feel seventh is probably probably fair for this team and how they played a little bit higher than we expected. Uh, than look, you expected. Uh, look, I, I think I said that they were going to be right outside and, and Lasada has performed slightly above expectations. So uh, I don't feel terrible about it. What do you think happens? Because both things could, you know, it could still happen. Uh, how are you feeling to the end of the season? And, and you know, where are your expectations for the last little bit? Um, I mean, like I said, I really think that we can go on a run this fall and um, really solidify ourselves within the playoffs. Um, remind me, it's four, right? The first four teams have a home playoff. I think the first team now gets a bye, and then it's the first. The, so the first three, but it's the fourth spot is the last. Two v four. Yeah. Faces um, five v six. Yeah. So I I could see us hovering in and around that line. For a little bit um and you know making a little bit of a push i definitely think we're making playoffs i said that at the beginning of the season i'm gonna, I'm gonna continue saying it right like i think that this is a system and the players we have fit into such a system that allows us to go out and to play super entertaining fun soccer and to get points um we have dc has like a unfortunate history of not making it super far in playoffs the times that we have made it in recent years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know how far necessarily we would make it in playoffs. I think that there are still some key pieces and it is still such a, a new thing that we're working on that I don't know how, again, how far we're going to make it in playoffs. Obviously any type of um, run would be a lot of fun to watch, but 
I do think we're making playoffs and that'll definitely launch us into next season. Um, and with a window that, you know, Lucy can really work in. I'm super excited to see what she brings to the team too, but all about the momentum. What about you? Well, I, I'm looking at the fixtures here and we still have 12 games, and, but they're, they're fast and, and, and loose on the scheduling, which, you know, it's par for the course this year, but uh, there, there's definitely some, some wins in there. There's some tough opponents we got new England one more time. And it feels like we haven't been able to get one up on them in, in a while. It, Felt like we hadn't been able to get one up on on Philly until last night. It had been a little bit, uh, but 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 some easy games in there. We 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 got Cincy. No games are easy, but some some beatable opponents in there. Yeah. Cincy. We finish off the season with Toronto. I fully expect them to have nothing to play for. <laughs> I'm hoping that we are a little bit more secure uh, in our position, so we're not counting on that. But I could see it coming down to the wire. Uh, but twelve games is a lot of games, and, and there's a lot of three game weeks in there. Uh, so really, I think it just depends on health. Uh, I like our chances now. Uh, I've been skeptical and holding on to my just outside of a playoff prediction, but uh, it, it looks like we could do it. I, I don't believe in the other teams below us in the standings. That's that's mainly it. And Montreal, who is right above us, is slumping. Uh, so I, I think we could push on. I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not ready to purchase my home playoff ticket. I don't think that's probably going to happen. Uh, it definitely could. The, the points are on the table, and you know we get a head of steam. We could go, so uh, be prepared to for a road trip. I think in the playoffs, hopefully we can get tickets to that, and uh, hopefully make the playoffs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm looking at uh, instead of completely counting us out like I maybe had at the beginning of the season. Uh, I'm about fifty fifty where, where the other fifty is a, a road playoff game. So I I think it's awesome. I think that's great, especially like coming from where we were last season. Yeah, I love it. I love all the positivity that everyone has right now. Um, what do you think about Lasado to so check in on his coaching and kind of what he's doing with the team? Oh, man. So, I don't know. I feel like he's been pretty even kill. I've been a little bit critical uh, on some things that these, the head coach of DC United is going to face criticism. And, and I don't think I try to be fair with it. Uh, I think He's learned a little bit this year. I think the, the, MLS, the MLS is just different uh, yeah. in some ways. And any coach, especially, I mean, not that the spotlight wasn't on him over there in Belgium, but uh, I would hope that MLS is a bigger league uh, with a little bit more eyes on it. Definitely, I think, more eyes on it than, than the Belgian league. And uh, I, I think there's been a lot of some learning stuff. I think tactically he's great. Uh, I think he's a, still a player's coach. Um that was Olsen's biggest credit is that he always had the locker room, was always looking out for guys. Uh, Towards the end, maybe not, but. Uh, I, I think he had some fair criticisms about play during the last little stretch, but yeah. he also had some fair criticisms uh, towards him. Uh, and But Lasada is able to do that and with <laughs> a little bit of a tactical prowess, or, or at least a belief in then attacking soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's very interesting. Uh, I, I think he, he's done a great job. I, we talked about this before the season, uh, American coach or, or, or someone outside. And, and it seems that I've been over this whole track record. American coaches always do well. Look at what Bruce Arena has been able to do with the rest of the season. Uh, Caleb Porter will be good every other season, it seems. We've, he's on an <laughs> off one this year. Um, but, but those guys are always good. Bob Radley also falling off this year. So 
that there's room for for a, a foreign coach to come in and, and do well and i think he's done it he's he's definitely safe in his job he's definitely still has the the, the belief from the players i talked about kamara hustling around he, he's every player doesn't and there's a little bit like occasionally there'd be a player that'd be like pick your head up let's go but uh, he's got great buy-in from the guys you can see it on the field i i i don't know how i mean anyone can have complaints there, there's some fair criticisms there's some learning moments uh if he is able to beat bruce arena uh, maybe some of those should go away but uh i think i can't find any way for someone to be upset with him how about you i know you're wearing the vamos <laughs> shirt i i have one as well wore it it's covered in beer right now because of vamos formas yeah. right <laughs> uh, because they kept going for more uh well, what are your thoughts i think it's great and that hasn't changed, right? I was super high on him for at the beginning of the season. Um, and that was because the system that he's brought in, in, I was just super excited to see. And I thought that the players would uh, fit really well into it. And we've really seen that. Um, so I don't, I mean, obviously you're right. He's a coach. Um, there's definitely criticism. I think we've watched his learning experience from the league this year, right? Um, the understanding of, kind of the, the match fixtures, you know, how often we play and um, how it's, it, it can be uneven and unfairly so sometimes. Um, we're watching him learn, yeah, just how to manage games differently. Um, but I think that he's adapted really well to that. Um, and I mean, he's even, you know, taken um, some of the losses on his back and said, I wanted this from the guys, but I just like didn't communicated to them well you know they were trying to do what they thought they that I wanted them to do um so I think he's really taken ownership as he should of the things he's asking this team to do and we, we've seen the progression just increase um sorry I maybe just figured out why the uh, <laughs> the show phone wasn't working <laughs> all good but but speaking of that and I want to hit on that so I'm glad you're, you're focused <laughs> sorry no, I was talking to James in the sands and he had listened to the show where I was complaining about Lasada's complaining uh, and, and said that, that that's probably just him covering for his team. You know, the excuses that he's putting up probably aren't for himself, right? They're there to be like, oh, I'm not worried about Russell having a slightly off day or, you know, Gressel, you know, not getting back and forth over lunch. Uh, and instead of focusing on that stuff, he's just focusing on, well, this is this. And it keeps the pressure off the players and... and maybe puts a, a little bit on him um, but and kind of puts it away so yeah. so I think he's done a good job of managing and that, that goes back into the the buy-in for the players because if your manager is not yelling at you uh, like like you mentioned Ben Olsen was a little bit frustrated toward the end and, then yeah that your players are going to be more bought in they're going to hustle they're going to play your crazy pressing all the time style better yeah you're right I think he's extremely strategic in everything mm -hmm. he does so that that's a great um, little thing to point out um, that it, it probably is a deflection, right? I think he's strategic and, and super um, just critical and thoughtful. <laughs> um, and that's what's turned us around so quickly and probably what um, gets him the buy-in from the team as they see that it's going to pay off in the end. And I think he not only kind of improves the team, but I, he improves each individual player. And you have players who want to get better for him and who really look at themselves. You know, we heard it from Kamara and said, I need to do better. Um, and this is a platform for me to do it. And it, it, 
I mean, the kids too have just really flourished under Lasada, and it's super exciting to see. And I'm a little bit afraid of how well they're doing, to be honest, because I don't want to lose them. I'll make a counterpoint there that I think Lasada has benefited from a lot. He's benefited from three, not the three best, but three of the best homegrown players BC United's ever produced coming through at the same time. Like they were all primed to get minutes. It was it's Four all with the diamond. Uh, yes, I was maybe not including Griffin Yao. Oh, okay. But that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. Um, but, yeah. I mean, that's fair. But <laughs> uh, I think that's the three everyone talks about. Uh, but, yeah, Pines, Nyman, Paredes, uh, all were ready and primed to make this up. And, and we were saying last year, in, even through the gulches of just terrible results, that this team is better than it's playing. And so I, I guess that's going to be props for Lozada for seeing that and taking the job. Props to the front office for actually pulling the trigger, making the decision. We all love Vinny. Uh, all probably have a Ben Olsen jersey or Ben Olsen memory. Uh, but it, it was the time to move on. And, and so, yeah, and Lozada gets the benefit from that. And he should. And that's great for him. Uh, I'm not trying to take away. But this team was better than it was last year. You should remember that. These players, a lot of these guys were, were here last year. Well, the whole front, Most of them, yeah. <laughs> the whole front three midfield. Uh, Paredes is kind of break out. Alfaro was a random pick, but yeah, a lot of these guys were here last year. Um, so maybe, yeah, and maybe that goes into him making them better, and they were being made worse last season. <laughs> um, but but it's a pickup, so I, I don't know. It's it's very good times, and it'll be interesting to see the Lasada era move forward. From what I think, he he came in at the right time. Everything was had the potential to trend upward. He's done a good job at managing that and getting it to work, but he's only been working with what we basically had already. Alfaro and Albia are random pickups that Casper will get every year. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's normal. But it'll be really yeah. interesting to see uh, what happens next with the build-out from the front office. With uh, We basically hired Atlanta's scouting department, um, which is probably yeah. one of the <laughs> If you're going to take from any team, that one is the one to take from. And then, but you got to spend to to do that too. So it'll be interesting to see how DC United manages their resources, where Lasada sees the biggest needs, and, and what he does with the team that he builds. I, I think that'll be super exciting going forward. Yeah, um, a whole preseason under Lasada, I think, will be super um, interesting, and you know, really set us off on the right foot at the start of the season. We all remember um, all the fitness jokes. Um, that were happening at the beginning of this season. So that'll be super exciting to see. And I think it's worth mentioning too that a lot of the off the field things are really picking up for DC United. Um, I think Danita Johnson is, is a huge asset to the team and she's really um, done a lot of things. You know, you've got so much just going on in and around game day, um, so much more of like a community outreach. Um, so it's just an exciting time to be a DC United fan because I think the most successful teams are also the ones right with that really wide passionate fan base and we have that right we've we've always had that but um to even see that grow and expand you need those off the field business and community pieces and they're really coming together and i think we're just going up yeah it, it's a fun time but before we get too far into the future let's bring it back and, and do our man of the match uh for for the team i didn't see well i did see uh dc united uh, because it was very cute, uh, very cute moment where he gets the man of the match trophy, and I think they always give it. This, when the team wins, they kind of work in the sports section, but I think they always 
give the man of the match in that area. It seems like sometimes they do it a little bit to the left when they lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they did this one right in front of the support section, or maybe not right in front, but right now brought over the man of the match trophy. It was like showing it off to the supporter section, an awesome moment. But then he, he took pictures, turned around yeah. and like held it out to the side, like this is my baby, and in front of the whole supporter section. And we were all giving plaudits uh, because he, he had a great game. And, and I'll transition and go first, but he was my man of the match. He, easily, easily the best player on the field for DC United. Uh, I think not taking away from Kamara, who I, I didn't think, you know, our gripe against Kamara is that he occasionally misses chances. I didn't see too many. Uh, howlers in that sense last last night he buries the PK but uh, it's got to be Reina he was dynamic on the ball making players from the first 15 to the last I think and, and doing a great job of well the whole team did a great job of not giving up when they went down it's so important the mentality to come back especially against a team that just won a supporter section of Shield last year uh, but uh, he was once DC and I took the lead, he also did his whole thing of, of playing mind games. The whole Jamie Tart, <laughs> we're not going to curse on the thing, but uh, on the show, but he, he was a mean guy to the Philly players, uh, not aggressively, but he would waste time, he would draw fouls and, and do a lot. So, so, yes, he gets the go ahead goal, uh, plays dynamically the whole time, and then like seals the win, uh, which is. Super awesome to see from him, and I'm so excited about going. I was I was the one of the people questioning his salary. It didn't seem like he was. He definitely is now. Uh, and so my man of the match. I hope you see even more performances like that from Yori. Uh, it's his second second best performance in the DC United shirt. The Columbus, uh, you know, away was awesome. This one was really good to see in person. Yeah, um, I typically try to pick different men of the match um, to. Just have the conversation going, but I, I agree, right? I, I think it'd be wrong to really award it to anyone else. He had that in a on a night when everyone had really solid performances as a team, his really stood out. Um, and you're right, his you know his performance, his flair, you know his mentality, the mind games. Um, it was just all there, and it was all so much fun to watch. And I hope to just see that more, right, going forward. Yeah. Speaking of going forward, uh, DC United will be playing next, the September 11th, as I mentioned, up at Red Bull. I, I'm sure they do a tribute. Uh, they they normally do something yeah. every year, um, especially with the the New York DC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, that'll be fun. Uh, we'll probably get peer pressured into going. So so look up your your supporter groups. So we'll probably have buses. I know people are always asking in Reddit. It's, it seems like a thing. Just know. If there's an away game, there's probably a contingency of uh, just ask your supporters groups and, and they'll yeah. tell, you, tell yes. you who's going. I think I've seen DU put out tweets that they have a bus. Um, I'm pretty sure. sure Screaming Eagles have put out as well. So absolutely. And I think for both, you don't have to necessarily be a member to go, right? So Yeah, uh, I, I don't know the specifics, but it, it's not. There's a low barrier to entry <laughs> to both. And, and so... Uh, definitely get up there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be playing them, hopefully getting three more points and securing that playoff position that Sam thinks we are almost locked in at. I do. Uh, uh, elsewhere. I, okay, I don't think it's going to be easy, right? I think it'll happen. Elsewhere, the Spirit, who should be selling their team soon, uh, <laughs> will be playing today at Audi Field. They seem to always play well, if not win, at, at Audi Field. We will be there for that one. Super excited. Uh, uh, to come out, support the spirit, uh, at least the players. 
Um, they're a lot of fun Just to watch. Just the players, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley Sanchez is tearing stuff up right now. If you haven't seen her goal from, I think, their last game or maybe uh, the one before that, it was beautiful. Uh, so so you got a good chance of seeing a Golaza from her and, and the rest of the crew. So King Robin will tear something up. <laughs> she will break someone's ankles today. I guarantee yeah, she, it. <laughs> I don't want to make comparisons, but her and Ferenis are the filthiest players in the <laughs> uh, Just always going going at it. Uh, so yeah, that, that's super awesome. I don't have my pulse on Loudon. Uh, do you got that one? Yeah, they play um, next Saturday away, I believe. Um, I think they're just doing their loud thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely not my team. I, I already have a USL championship team and will not be watching that train wreck that is called United for a while. Uh, unless there's some more homegrowns that come through and, and there could be a couple of guys. <laughs> I mean, that's what Loudon are for. So go there to watch watch those guys get good. I mean, Kevin Paredes got a start over there. Uh, Donovan Pines got a couple reps in before getting yanked back up. So, so definitely look out for that. Yeah, fun to watch. Um, kind of broadly um, of, around the D.C. area. Um, I think they mentioned this last show, but goals for MLS. Um, Lydos is giving 1K per goal for the rest of the season up to 20K. So um, we love we love to see that. Um, D.C. Scores is having a charity event on September 9th. It's one night, one goal. Um, it's always super fun. You go. Um, there's an auction. Um, I believe it's online. Um, you know, they have, um, poets come out and read, um, you know, you can talk to coaches. It's always such a great time. Um, so if you, you can grab tickets, um, they are requiring proof of vaccination for this event. Um, and it's in, I believe it's going to be inside Audi Field. So, um, I believe you'll have to be masked up. Um, not super sure about that, but if you're comfortable, um, you can go grab tickets on their website. If you're not, um, you can always donate online, honestly. Um, but their auction will be online this year too. So even if you're not at the event, you can bid and they always have the coolest prizes. Um, they have a lot of experience with players. Um, they usually have some jerseys. Um, it's always a lot of fun. I think one year you got to sit in the booth with, um, Dave and Devin for a game. Um, always, always amazing. So, um, go check that out. Just another shout, congrats for you know, a successful United Night Out. Jamie LeBass, Nicole, great TIFO. Um, I saw, you know, we mentioned Angus Long earlier in this episode, but uh, he po correctly pointed out that we're 2-0 and for TIFO nights this season. Um, so we love that. Um, we love the, the TIFO just momentum going. Um, I, how many times have I said momentum this, this episode? Uh, but it's great. They're just getting bigger and better. Um, and I think that the people doing it... Um, has expanded so love to see that hopefully we can continue that forward as well i believe that's everything anything else joshua uh shout out the the black and, and john who were not able to join us today they are they were again it's the wedding wedding season um yeah we, we did a toast to them and they're our fallen comrades <laughs> last night for missing the win but they they've done the same for us uh wasn't quite seven one last night but felt felt just as good <laughs> uh, but we miss you guys and, and we'll hopefully have all of us together for the next one yeah maybe well, away at, at red bulls maybe yeah i do want to give an especially special shout out to black who is uh getting married next weekend oh, yeah. um thankfully he planned it on a a bye. <laughs> Very interesting. Shouts, shouts to him and Allie. Yeah. Um, but we're super excited for that. Um, and just encourage everyone to kind of wish well wishes towards Black 
next week. Super excited for him and happy to, to be able to celebrate that with him. Yeah, everyone enjoy the, the week off. Uh, give your livers, minds, hearts, and souls <laughs> a, a break. Uh, enjoy your family and, and be safe out there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to Tried and True, the DC United Post Game podcast presented by Heineken.